And we're back. Another episode of Convos with Your Mom's Favorite. I am your host, your mom's favorite. And today on this episode, episode three, I have a special guest, another special guest. Um, This guest is important because if it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be me. Um, So my dad is here. Say say hi, Dad. Say hello to the people. Hi, Dad. I want to. <laughs> Gotta yeah. be me, I guess. <laughs> Who else can I be? Right. Of but course. Hello, everybody. Course. Um, how you doing, Dad? I'm okay. I'm good. I said a little. This is new for me, so I'm not. I mean, you you and I talk, but to be recorded or to have this even microphone in my face is it, different. Understand. So I guess I shouldn't because I have a microphone in my face in church, so maybe it's similar. I don't know. But anyway, I'm still a little nervous, but I'm good. Oh, yeah. It should be. We should be good. It's going to. It's just pictured as that. It's just a regular conversation. And we just got mics in our face. Okay. <laughs> so today, Dad, I wanted to talk with you about a few things. And I wanted to start with movies and classic movies. Okay. Um, and what makes a movie a classic? Like, what do you think makes a movie a classic? Well, I think one good thing, or one thing a movie needs to be a good movie, to be classic, it's a good story, a story that, while it may deal with current events, depending on the type of movie it is, but it, yeah, it's what tells the story that there are people that you're interested in. It, 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 there are people that you're concerned about, people that you care about, you know, that are in the movie, you know, stories that draw you in, stories that make you think, stories that maybe that make you cry, stories that maybe make you mad, make you angry. But stories that, I guess, evoke emotion. I think those are good stories. Stories that, you know, again, just, just make you realize, you know, that they're, they're important in some way or another. So I think those are, like, timeless, good stories. Stories that, you know, that you don't mind hearing again. It's like it's like a, it's like a letter, you know, when, when you write letters to people or when you receive a letter... And some people just may toss them, but some people maybe keep them for keepsakes. And then you go back, you know, you find yourself cleaning, you go back, you know, and find all the letters that you received and read them over again. And then you actually have the same, they invoke the same feeling then at that moment as they did when you first got the letter. So that's stuff like that, you know. I couldn't agree more. That is exactly how I feel when it comes to classic movies. And even... Not so much mainstream classic movies, but movies that are classic for me. Um, and the difference being, whereas some movies that are that everyone may feel is a classic, yes, I've heard of them, but I didn't necessarily get out of... I wouldn't call it a classic personally because I don't... They didn't invoke that emotion from me. They didn't. It's not something that I like 10, 20, 30 years down the line. I'll be like, hey, let's watch this movie again because it was just that good. 
So what would be some classic movies for you? That's funny. I was just sitting here. I don't know why. But even like the movie Jaws came to mind for some reason. And, and while it's not today in terms of the technology used to create the shark, it's not, it's outdated in that regard. But the movie itself was classic because of the people. And, and even, even, even music can make, can impact the longevity of the movie, how it makes you feel, how it evokes emotion. The sound, the, um, the music by, I think it's, I think it was Paul Williams, I'm not sure, but the guy who did the music for it, but the whole scene, part, the music where it's like, when you, when you know the shark is coming. Yeah. That, that classic, dun dun stuff like that. So it did so many, um, things, but again, I think George was classic because of how it made you feel. It, it made a whole generation of people concerned about getting in the water. So it had an impact in that regard. See, things like that, when, when, of course, you think, and even when it causes fear, it just still invokes something in us. And for a time, people were very afraid to get in the water when that first came out because the possibility was real. And we see it even more now. But there's so many classic. I mean, you know, to go back, I think we as a family watched, I think, and you guys, and you know, me and the children watched an officer and and a gentleman, I think, for the first time. But to me, that was a classic movie because, again, it talked about emotions. It talked about even, like, the main character, Richie Gere's character, you know, came in one way, but he left a changed person. And not just him, but he helped other people as well so it just showed that people can change and it shows that you know even as some go through hardship some people don't take it well that we saw how one character committed suicide so there are just different things in it but again it was a fairy tale ending for you know one couple but not for everybody so again it just shows that depending on you your mindset what your desires, what your plans are, it, it can change your outcome. So, and again, this is, I mean, nothing, I don't see anything jumps out per se, but again, things that we can watch today, like a lot of movies I know about, you may not know about because you, because they came out 20, 30 years ago. Right. And you haven't seen them. But I like to think that if you did see them, you would enjoy them today as back then. Those are like, I guess the classic kind of movies. Um, one of your mom's favorite, and I, I kind of liked it too, is Steel, um, Magnolias. Yeah. And I'm talking about the original. I've, I don't know if I've seen the remake in its entirety, but the original, um, I think is a classic movie, you know, because again, it deals with people, it deals with people who, people who we can relate to, people who are real, people who have issues, people who are not perfect, people who struggle, people who get mad. You know, people who want to cry and throw things, and and or people who are able to rejoice in in spite of things happening. But also, I think in most classic movies, there's still there's got to be a little humor in all of them, and even still, Magnolia still is a little humor. Thinking about the movie Beaches with Bette Midler and I don't even call the other actress, but even in that, 
it was drama, it was sad, but it was comical through a moment in it that it just encompassed, encompassed, and <laughs> encompassed, there you go, you know, a wide range of emotion. And that's right. what makes the movie a good movie. When it can make you think and feel in all kinds of ways at different times, you know, in the movie, even, and it's funny now, thinking about the after, but even while many may not view them as classic movies, but even a lot of other Star Wars movies, you know, there there was this a lot of feeling in those as well, you know, a lot of drama, you know, a lot of, again, technology, you know, people like special effects, so that all plays a part in those kind of movies, but even the stories, again, it's got to be a good, it's got to be a story that people care about, a story of struggle, a story of overcoming, to let people right. know that no matter what they go through, if they endure and overcome, the things can, you know, get better. So, stories that encourage, you know, I think that that plays a part. But again, it has to be real. It can't be anything fake or, you know, that something that nobody can relate to. Right, gotcha. Well, I think, personally, Star Wars is a classic movie because there weren't, it was groundbreaking. And I think that's definitely a big part of what makes a classic movie is because it's something that's never been done before. And if it's the first of its kind, you're going to remember it because everyone else after that is kind of like a copycat. And that I was the first, this was the first movie like this. And then everything else after that is going to get compared to it. Sure. Sure. So I think that also plays a big part. And in some classic movies, most of them actually went and looked up some classic movies. And a lot of them weren't, a lot of them stopped in like the 80s. Like when you look at most classic lists, a lot of them were in like the 1960s to 1980s, early 90s, some of them, but there haven't been too many new classics, I guess is the word. Where like most movies, they were, they're older movies that are considered classics. And I guess other movies may get added on down the line, but yeah, they're kind of older. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's true. I think, and that just speaks to type of movie, the fact that it, it endures over time where people can still see it again. It's like when you're even scrolling, scrolling through the cable guide and you see a movie, like, oh man, yeah, I recall that movie. And you sit back and watch it. Or even if you're just flipping through and, you, and something catches you as you're going through channels. And if it can draw you in for like five minutes right there, then that speaks to the level of or the quality of the movie as well. When it's something you see like, Maybe something you don't know at all, but you're flipping through and you hear this this dialogue between two people, and it's like, wow, that's really deep. And you find yourself sitting there watching the rest of the movie, and then you're gonna find out what it is because because you because you want to see it from the from beginning. the beginning. Right. So, for this, so there's definitely a lot out there, and there's so many more movies that are out there. But I think you're right in terms of I guess this day and time. I mean, again, it's so many so much that is out there to say whether they're classic or not, I guess that's something that only time time can tell, 
you know, if, if five, ten years from now, if we see it come across again on a cable guy, do we still want? You know, do we still want 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 to watch it again? It's something that we can, you know, sit down and pay attention to. You know, for me, being a big fan of music, a lot of the music movies as well, I think, are good for me. You know, I like to watch them. Like even like with the Temptations, I'm a big Motown fan. I mean, I grew up in that time period. Well, I came came across, came grew up in that time period. But even like movies like like the like the Temptations movies, stuff like that, I pretty much can watch it all the time whenever it comes on, because it just brings back memories for me. But also just to see how you know things were, but then to see how people as a whole just struggled, you know, and see what it was like back then, you know, it, it's. While I like technology, I still like history as, as well. I still like to see or know how things were, you know, back in the day, as, they, as we used to say, too. So, but they say, again, there is definitely a lot of, um, there's definitely a lot of good stuff that's out there. But again, because, again, nothing comes to mind anymore right now, but there is definitely a lot of good, a lot of, classic stuff that's still out there that, you know, we'll probably be talking about somebody else we'll be talking about 10, 15, 20 years from now as well. I agree. Also, do you think that because there is so much out now and because everyone is attempting to create that next classic movie that sometimes with all the new technology you said that's out there, that that could be playing a factor in what becomes like what makes a classic movie because they can attempt to try too hard and uh, they're trying to push the boundaries by doing too much just because they can and to quote a last classic line from Jurassic Park it's not always because they can just because they can doesn't always mean they should so do you think that because there's so much out, it's becoming more and more difficult to find those classic movies? No, I don't think it's hard to find them because if they're out there, you know, and I think, I think maybe even just the opposite. I think the fact that because there's a lot of things to choose from, it gives us then the ability to find classic movies. So whereas... Just for example, just as a number, so if, if say only hundred movies came out in one year, right? Okay, you may get two or three classic out of a hundred, but if two or three hundred come out in one year, there's more. There's a greater chance of finding more classic movies. You have a greater pool to choose from, a greater possibility, a greater probability of there being more classics because there's more movies to, to choose from. I don't think I would. I don't know that anybody does or even should make a movie and say, I hope this becomes the classic, as opposed to, I hope this just tells a good story. I hope it's done well. Right. I, you know, um, I, did, I was just thinking about Black Panther now, and while it falls under the genre of superhero-type movies, per se, but... It's done well because even of the the story itself, for one, um, and but also how it just depicts p 
people in this struggle, but it also just shows, you know, the, 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 the filming itself, I think, is done well. Like the other movie, um, Avatar, I believe it is, again, the whole, what's the word, um, cinematography, I believe. You know, yeah. just, just that, the whole beauty in movies like those, like Black Panther, like Avatar, you know, just it just that adds to it, that adds to the level of classicness, if I can say that as a word. So things like that. But um so I don't know that more movies is a bad thing. I actually I think it's a good thing. I think the more you have the greater possibility there is of having a classic movie because you know, it means that there's more things to choose from. So I, I would hope that, you know, I've always enjoyed movies. I would hope that they would continue and never stop, you know, because, again, one, they're entertaining, and two, like I said, they make us think, they evoke emotion, and it gives us something to talk about, something to share with other people, something we can relate to, you know, so. Right, I agree. So, to segue a little into some other great classic movies, but not even so much just the movies as a whole, I want to talk about Star Trek. Okay, because you are a, you are a fan, yes. Um, yeah, I think I would qualify as a using the word the fanatic, which is where fan comes from. So yeah, I guess I could, I am a Star Trek fanatic. So yeah, I think I think I can definitely own that word fan without a doubt. So uh, what what drew you to Star Trek? Like I said, it was, it's funny. It was the stories. I initially I didn't watch it when it first came out because it came out in about '66, and I was too young and I didn't really know about it. So I didn't care about it back then. But it wasn't until it it got into um, syndication, I guess. And I'm not even sure when. Maybe high school, between high school and college, somewhere somewhere around there, I think is when I got the bug and. and um, Actually, no, it was probably high school. Somewhere around there, I got the bug. And, but again, it was the stories, you know, to see how people interacted, to see how they related with each other, to see how they grew. And even in that, again, it was personal. There was it, there was a full a gamut of, of emotions, you know, love, mm-hmm. hate, anger. The stories of Star Trek dealt with a lot of things that the country itself was going through, racism, um the classic things was back then the first interracial kiss was Captain Kirk and Lieutenant um, Uhura you know it sparked conversation back then I'm sure Um, but again it just showed how they were willing to want to even push the envelope maybe another indication of a good movie where they're not afraid to, to do something different to do something new to do something that some people just may not like you know, I found out, um, just, I guess, coming off track for a minute, but even, like, in the movie Airplane, the comedy Airplane, right. that, and I didn't realize it, but, like, some movies, they may do certain scenes different ways depending on the audience that's going to see it. For example, um, up here in our area, there was one scene with these these two two kids on the plane. I don't, don't know if, if you've seen the movie yes. Airplane. And these two kids are on a movie, and this one boy, you know, trying to, I guess, you know, cozy up to this little girl, talks about, you know, 
um, I guess he offered some coffee, something like that, and um, he asked her, you know, if she wants milk. He says, she says, no, little girl, not nah, little white girl at that, but she says, no, I like my coffee black, like my men. Now, I don't, from if I remember correctly, that scene was changed for Southern audiences because they would have had a fit. You know what I'm saying? So things like right. that. So, but um, but getting back to Trey, again, they didn't do that. You know, it was what it was across the board. So you know, it may not have been seen. Now, some audiences, some some stations may not have even aired the episode, possibly. But it wasn't changed for that fix it. for the audience. They maybe just chose to not watch it because again, it it, it would have outraged so many people but Trek like I said as a whole it, it was definitely stories you know and, and even the interaction among the characters and back then you had the basic seven in Star Trek the original series but even in, in other seven then of course you had the top three um, Kirk, McCoy and Spock and even in that there was always some inner fighting especially between McCoy and Spock constantly bickering and, and, but, and Spock who was supposed to natural emotion but he, he he was like the straight guy oftentimes to to McCoy's comical you know side and so there was even laughter there was even comedy you know in that so but um but I think that's all what added for me to to the enjoyment of it because it just you know it just developed well as even the series I followed Funny, I didn't really care for a lot of the first first couple of seasons. Uh, most of the um, shows that came after, like the Next Generation, Voyager, or even Deep Space Nine. But over time, as characters developed, the storylines I think got better, and you just appreciate and you and you liked this, the the um, characters. Some characters maybe even hated, but that's even again good storytelling. Because I do like Star Trek. Because I think most times, because I'd be at home with you and you'd be watching and I'd come and join you. Um, so if you had to pick a favorite Star Trek series. I think overall, I think, and it's not much greater, but I think overall, I think I probably would say Deep Space Nine. For the most part. For the most part. But all of them had some episodes that I could really just, just do without. All of them. All of them. Um, but overall, especially towards the end. And again, the later the later seasons for all of them were, I think, better. You know, um, I liked Voyager. Because it, one, dealt with them trying to get back home. Mm-hmm. But again, the Borg were more prominent in Voyager. The, the next generation and even to see how the Borg the the characters how they physically developed from next generation to the Space Nine to Voyager you know the the, the the physical look the whole change you know they looked they were more comical looking almost at first but then they, they became more menacing looking over time so things like that but I think for me Deep Space Nine not, and I mean the fact that the commander was, was a black man. I don't know if that 
really mean anything per se, but it, did, it was just different. You know, they weren't out in a ship. They were a space station, and things happened there. So, it, it, you know, but um, I think that as a whole, just for me, I would say, if I had to only watch one one series and all the rest, you know, how they say if three got to stay and one got to go, or, gotta if, go. Or, if, or in this case, if three got to go and one got to stay, I would probably say um, Deep Space Nine. I think it would be for me a toss up between Voyager and the next generation. Because I liked Data from Next Generation mm-hmm. and I really appreciated his character. But I also liked Seven of Nine and Voyager. So I kinda if there was a show with the both of them on it, then you know, I'd be happy. But um yeah, so it'd be a toss up. Either or I wouldn't I couldn't actually pick one. But if you had to pick a favorite movie and you have a lot to choose from. Favorite movie? Just overall movie? Overall movie. Oh man. Overall movie. I don't know. I don't know that I could do that because one, I because you don't really have you don't really think about them until you see them coming on television. It's not something I could say, you know, from home, you know, I want to watch this, I want to watch that. I don't know that I could say a favorite movie because um, there's so many I like, so many I can watch, you know, again and again and again. You know, um, I like the Jurassic Park movies. I like the, um, I like, again, I like Jurassic, I like Terminator movies. I love pretty much all the Marvel movies, you know, I'm a big Marvel fan as well, so, I mean, all of those I can watch back to back to back. So I don't know that I can say if I have a favorite, um, you know, because, again, they're all different. You know, some evoke different things, so I don't know that I could even think to even have a favorite movie, but, again, because there's so many, you know, being 60 years old, and um, seeing movies for like the past 40, 40 plus years, you know, I'm like, even like, I guess, 50 years, because back in the day, everybody was into um, Bruce Lee movies. And while I wouldn't call any of those classic movies, but again, they were still good. They were still entertaining. Right. So and again, it's, it's something that if you can watch it again and again, 10, 20, 30, 40 years later, that, that's a, a pretty good movie. May not, may not be considered a classic, but it's still good to watch. Right. But a favorite movie? Not a, I, and I'm sorry. I would have to consider maybe, that. I didn't clarify. Okay. Favorite Star Trek movie. Okay, see, then that's what I, I was wondering. Yeah, favorite what, Star what Trek movie. movie. Okay. Star Trek, um, the remakes are good. I don't have a problem with them. I like the last three were like a reboot from... Um, Captain Kirk well they were Captain Kirk as well but like the first I think the first seven were of the original cast five or six first six or seven were the original cast um, of those I think um, probably the Rathacon which was a continuation of uh, an original original 
Star Trek series um, movie called Demon Seed, which starred Ricardo Montalban as Khan, the villain. They brought him back to do the best of Khan. I think that was the most classic, you know, out of those, the first seven. I think that was definitely the best one there because it, it did, again, it just, you know, it, it invoked a lot of things and it just, you know, you just enjoy one seeing him come back again. Vengeance, <laughs> vengeance is, is, while it's not a great thing, but but it makes for it, make, it makes for a good story. It does. It makes for a good story. You know, the whole getting back to somebody who you felt did you wrong. You know, and even the whole thing about one of the big things, and and even when a movie, many movies, many good movies will will have a line in it that just almost stays forever after the movie's gone. And you see that in so many movies, like you mentioned, even Jurassic Park, you know, just because they should, just because they could, doesn't mean they should. Classic lines that, that, but even Star Trek, you know, the, the, um, the needs of the, of the, of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. And this was sacrifice, and that's what the movie was about at the end. But sacrificing self because what matters it's more important that many survive even if it means that one person has to die so the needs of the, of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one so for me I, I think um, the rest of Khan would definitely be the best out of that series then they did a couple of next generation movies um I didn't mind those, I, though I had an issue because they seemed to focus mostly on Picard and Data almost all the time. While they had underlying sub-stories, nothing against Picard and Data, but it, again, it didn't encompass to me as much of the whole crew as it could as it could have or should have. So I don't know if any of those I really cared for as much, per se. You know, except, of course, the ones with the Borg, first contact, you know, I like the Borg, so I think that would probably, that would probably be my best of the Next Generation series of movies, um, first contact, and then they did a reboot, um, starting, um, with Chris Pine, Chris Pine, Chris mm -hmm. Pine, and, um, those, I think, I think they've done like three of those now, yes, and, um, of those, I kind of like them all, I, I, you know, um, I don't know that I have a favorite of those, but I, I kind of like all all of those, so I have nothing really bad to say about those. Sorry that one of the main characters actually died in real life, so I don't know what's going to happen going forward, but, yeah, so. Yeah. So, cool, now that you mentioned the reboots, because that is also a topic that I wanted to cover, um, reboots with shows and or movies, because I personally don't care for them. I don't think... We need to, for whatever reason, mainstream cinema and television is focused on reliving or trying to reboot and bring back the great things that once were in like movies and television. And I don't, I don't personally think we need it. I think it'd be now's the time, given all that is out there and that is possible. Now is the time for them to get creative and imaginative and give us something new over trying to bring back 
old things from the past. I get they were great in that time, but as we are starting to see, not everything translates well. <laughs> this, this is true. Um, I, I don't know, just now, when you we were speaking, the honeymoon is, came to mind. And while watching the classic honeymoon is, for me, it's something that, that never goes old because it was classic for that time. Right. But somebody tried to do it, and they did. They even did, did a movie um, a while ago. Said Entertainer, yeah. Mike Epps. And I don't think I watched it. I didn't get had any desire to. I, again, I don't think stuff like that can translate into today's time. Even like the Little Rascals, it was okay, like the the movie, but it wasn't. Again, it just doesn't. It did. It didn't carry over well because of the type of humor and things back then. It did. It didn't. For me, it didn't translate over well to this time period. But I think I think some things can. Doesn't mean they should, but I think some things can translate well, especially dealing with you know Star Trek because you're dealing with futuristic stuff anyway. Right. So, whereas initially the original series, you know, they didn't have a lot a lot of the tech a lot of the technology, but they were able to project it into the future, into this time period, if you will, and then from here. So things are always evolving and changing. So I think it, I think it's possible. I think it's doable. Again, it doesn't mean it should, but I think it's definitely doable on on certain types of movies. They did um again talking about Steel Magnolias. They did a we put it there. I think it was an all black cast. Um, from what I saw, I don't know if I saw the whole thing or not. I don't remember, but they really just pretty much copied the dialogue. I don't know that it changed much, but again too. But stuff like that, because you're trying to capture what that movie did, I don't know. If, I don't know if that really carried over well or not. But again, I don't, don't think I saw the whole thing. So, but I don't have, I don't have an issue with reboots per se, depending on what, how much time. Even like with the Marvel, with the with the Spider-Man movies, there's been three three different Spider-Man since Toby. Well, and Toby was one of the Toby. Um, McGuire was one, and then um, Andrew Garfield. Garfield, and then the new one now. Um, but again, if it's done well, I think I don't think it's a bad thing. Is always necessary, probably not. But I think too, hopefully, people learn as they go along to see the pitfalls of doing something like that, and maybe they won't be as 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 quick. But again, it doesn't always work. You know, um, I'm thinking now about the the Fantastic Four. Uh, you know, there have been reboots of that as well. Um, I think they should just stop trying, personally. <laughs> see, and 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 it, but it, but it, but it, it it would be nice to see it done well. And and I don't know that I don't know that they really have given or that I don't know if they've really been depicted well. Um. But again, if if another movie came out, would I go see it? Probably, probably, probably. You know, I would go see it. again. That's just, I guess, if you will, the kid in me, the you know, the Marvel fan in me that you know just just wanted to see. You know, always, I've always enjoyed movies. You know, like that, which um, you know, which even made me think of um, the movie Hancock with uh, Will Smith. 
I, I like the movie a lot. It's a good movie. Um, I like it because one is it has the again the whole superhero um content, but I think he's shown in a more real. He's he's not how's the word? He has imperfections. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that means a lot. It's while well, you know there's some there's no conflict at all. They, you know, they like like Superman. You know, it's pretty much just always this guy who just does good and whatever. That's not a bad thing. But he doesn't. He not that he's real anyway. But he doesn't seem as human, right? Because of his you know Marvel code. Well, I mean, technically he's not. But yeah, well, again, and, and and again he's not. So, but but I think he's not as relatable. Maybe okay. as, as for me, like I said. Hancock, I I enjoyed it because the one, again that transformation took place. He changed. He was one way. Somebody helped him through it, but he then you know changed and you know finding out more about who he was and stuff like that. So, but but I really liked that because again, like I said, he just he was just a rough guy. He was just out there, you know, and but he was able to you know get turned around. So it, it's 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 it, it's kind of cool. Again, I like it. I think it's like I said, it's just it's just good to see that people can turn out your people may not start out well, but they can then, you know, change and, and you know, become better. So Which is for me, which I think which is one of the reasons why I like the boys. Because it's a it's a superhero show, yes. But as the show as you watch the show, you definitely learn that they still have they got problems like everybody else they got like one of them is dealing with like addiction he's going through like withdrawal one of them has like self-esteem problems one of them is just really arrogant it 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 makes you i guess relatability is a very big thing and what makes shows good and i think that's what makes the boys good because it's a superhero show but they're not perfect superheroes. <laughs> no, they, 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 they definitely are not. But yeah, and, and I guess again, you watch it because it just makes you, you know, you kind of wonder how things are going to turn out. You want makes you wonder, you know, like what's next and what what's to come. You know, how are they are they going to change? Are they going to become better? Somebody, you know. So, but yeah, that that's definitely I think what draws for me in terms of, of that series, the fact that, like you said, they're, they're not near perfect whatsoever you know um and stuff like that but it, it just makes for again good storytelling you know that you have good good and bad and and the battle between them which i think is a timeless um theme and many many movies you know the conflict between good and bad and who wins and what happens in the midst of it all so but yeah yeah that would definitely um classify as well i believe So, Dad, I only had one more thing that I wanted to discuss with you. And I don't even know. It's honestly, it's a little uncomfortable to bring up. But the whole thing is about uncomfortability with watching certain scenes with your parents. (laughs) Okay. Because I will never forget when we all sat down to watch Notorious for the first time 
And we went and saw the movie in movie theaters. And we bought the DVD. We came home to watch it as a family. And then we watched the extended version. Which I don't think we should have done now. But we watched the extended version. And it was just... It was a bit uncomfortable watching certain scenes. Like the certain sex scenes. Most importantly, those scenes. They just got very... It got real awkward and just uncomfortable. Is it the same way for you? Like, does does it does it does it affect you like it did me? Like watching like certain scenes like that with me because we watch shows together. For example, like Spartacus, we watch together, and we watch Power, and there are those two particular shows carried a lot of nudity, a lot of sexual. It was a, a lot of those were of a sexual nature. And I know for me, in the beginning, it was definitely one of those awkward things where it was like, eh. or even, not even just of like a sexual nature. If I'm watching a show and it always seems to happen where, like, when we're watching a show and you or mom comes home and then the episode was like very normal, very okay, very chill. And then the moment you come in, they dro- they're dropping every single profanity in the book. And then because that's not really a big, it's not really a thing in our house. Like we don't really, you know, use that kind of language. So it's kind of a, it becomes a bit awkward. And I kind of like either change the channel or just turn off the TV altogether. So is it of a similar nature? Um, I guess the short answer is yes. Um, it is definitely a moment. I, I grew up in a time where, like, in and even I, wow. Looking back now, if it was reverse, whereas opposed to me and you, but me and my dad, and my dad was watching stuff, or even. I back then I n- would never watch things like that with my dad around. Granted, we didn't live together. I, I he and I, I think I was about fifteen, sixteen when I last lived together with him in the house before I went to live with my grandmother. But even then, you never watch shows like that with your parents around. You know that just and, and, and parents was vice versa. I recall. This was a while ago, and I probably in my, in my maybe early teens, if not even maybe a little younger. And my father, my my father, one of my aunts, one of my uncles were just hanging out outside, and somebody had a, a copy. I don't know if they had this this skit by Richard Pryor on a tape or something. I'm not sure what it was, but they were listening to it, and they told me I I could not stand there. Was I had to get move away because you know again that's how it was. You didn't let your kids hear or listen to stuff like that. And I've always had that mindset coming up. But I guess, again, but I'm not, I'm not sure where it changed or how it changed, where it became okay. No, I guess the reality is it never became okay. But maybe just more tolerated that, that okay, you know. But, yeah, you're right. Um, it's been uncomfortable because, as you say, we that's not be, really been that, that's never been who we are or who we've been as a family, 
you know, to just think that that type of the language is okay, or even the explicit explicit sex is really okay. But sometimes it just seems to be um, over the top to me many times, uh, quite unnecessary. And while there's a good joy in some ways in terms of drawing people in, people like to see it. But if that's really what you're all about, then to me, it just speaks to the fact that it's not really a good story. It's just more about, you know, the visual aspects of it. And a good story, there's got to be more than that. But like I said, though, yeah, so it, is it uncomfortable at times? It definitely is. Even, even myself, sometimes I find myself listening to, like if I'm home watching TV, I'm like, you know, watching stuff, and it's like, okay, this is really kind of, you know, a bit much. But then again, if you got some home and stuff like that, again, I would not, as a parent, I would not want to expose you to stuff, though you're growing yourself now anyway. But as a parent, I think we never want to really expose our children to too much stuff because, you know, we don't want them to grow up thinking that that's okay overall because it's not really necessary. It's not really okay. Well, no, and maybe that's not the right word either, but, um, it, it is awkward at times and um, you know but I think part of it is the fact that because of being a parent you always see your, your children as being children even though now you're grown so it's still a little like okay awkward because again you guys are still my children so I try to I've all, I would always endeavor to shield and or protect you but again at the same time you're grown so you have to be able to make your own choices as well and I have to I guess respect that I may not always like them I may not always want to be a part of it you know suffer that so but you know even as you mentioned about Spartacus and um even power yeah some of that is, is you know it's still a little awkward um again it's if I'm by if I'm watching it with myself by myself or with my wife and we're okay with it then the but it's different. But when you're with your kids there's always gonna be that that separation, I think, no matter how old we get. Well, maybe not if we get older, but you know, to where you really don't wanna, you know, watch certain things with your kids or in your case with, with your parents. I think I think that's normal myself um you know it, it's I recall um now thinking about it the movie as I mentioned before an officer and a gentleman opens up where Richie Gere's character is you know he just he's a young guy um and he and his father was out drinking and whatever and the next morning you see you know you know the father's in bed maybe both of them were in bed but there were girls there at the house as well see things like that I know would never happen with like you and I that's just you know but but for some people it is okay but um no it would never be okay for me and I try to not be closed-minded or be seen as being prudish even but mm -hmm. you know no it's it's definitely awkward it's definitely I, not it's uncomfortable at times you know it's you know it's uncomfortable and, and even for the house as a whole, you know, just we have, I think we all just need to be mindful of whatever we watch and allow it to go on in the house because I think it, it has an impact overall 
in our mindset, it, it at times maybe even um, desensitizes us to certain things, especially when it comes to treatment of women. You know, as, as a man, I would never want my daughter to be disrespected or think of or to be thought of as just to be somebody's, um, as just to be there for somebody's pleasure. Without, without somebody really loving her as well. And I think sometimes those scenes, they take that away. I think that's what maybe concerns me the most, that it takes away the actual intention of what I believe God has called for a man and, and, and woman to be. Yeah, people have sex all the time. I get it. I, I'm not close to that. I understand it. But um, again, I think it should be more. And I, I think we lose a lot as people, as a couple, when we don't really consider, you know, the whole relationship value besides just being sex for somebody for like, you know, for, for a night. Right. So, but yeah, it definitely is uncomfortable. It definitely, you know, something I don't, I endeavor to not do a lot of, I'm mindful of because, one again, it's just, not, it's not how, not how I was brought up. But I know times change, things change, but, and I try to change to a degree, but some things I try to hold on to as well. Yeah, that's something I, I don't don't change that. It's fine. I'm I'm perfectly okay with it. Um, yeah, that's perfectly okay with me. So yeah, that's it. Episode three, we are done. Dad, thank you for joining us this week. Thank Appreciate you for having you. me. No problem. Problem. I definitely make sure. I'll call you again. I know where you live. So I'll have you back for another one. But yeah, episode three, we done.